0: Well, we're here for another top ten list. I wish we could do these like every episode. I think it'd be pretty fun.
1: I think it'd be pretty hard. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know.
0: Yeah. It I don't know what we what we would do. Did you ever I, I know I talked to you about the podcast screen drafts where they, you know, they're all about like doing top seven lists like they do like a top seven of like different categories it's like really random
1: i think uh i don't know if that's the one that i it's called screen what screen screen
0: screen drafts yeah screen i remember i was ta- i was texting the group chat about the planet hollywood one where they counted down the top like sylvester stallone arnold schwarzenegger and um
1: oh that's pretty cool who's
0: the other one Rock arnold stallone no the other big one The third one, Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis. Yeah.
1: Bruce Willis is in there with Stallone and Schwarzenegger. What
0: was the? It was the Planet Hollywood draft because those are kind of the guys that were like the faces of you know Planet Hollywood, the restaurant Uh, when it was to come out.
1: Okay, okay, okay. I was gonna say, dude, how dare they? (laughs) Yeah. Like I love Bruce Willis. I think he's a great action hero, but
0: yeah. Yeah, so, so yeah, this week, you know, I, in the spirit of 2021, we're doing top 10 uh, of our favorite series, like limited series or television seasons Mm -hmm. from the past year.
1: And I'm using Um, docu-series in this too, just so you know.
0: Docu, yeah, docu-series, that's totally fine. Yeah, I, I, I have one of those as well. Um. And, you know, this was a, this was a really solid year for TV. Like I have, you know, I put 17 together and I feel like all of them could have been easily in the top 10. It just really, you know, depends. So
1: wait, you only watched 17.
0: No, no, no. Oh. I watched, I think I watched more. No, I definitely watched more than that. Okay. Um, but I, I like, these were like the 17 of my, like my favorite television seasons. Um,
1: Okay. From this past year. Yeah, I put like, a list of 20 together for mine.
0: Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, I feel like I could have, like, after, you know, looking at the list, I didn't realize, like, how much I actually watched this past year, you know? Um. Uh,
1: I think I, like, um, I don't know. I feel like I'm definitely missing some from this list that I made. And then also, uh, I feel like I caught up on some shows from 2020. Mm -hmm. in 2021 and then i kind of like i don't know i think i just forgot a bunch of shit (laughs) because like i made the list and i'm like is this it is this really it what the hell am i doing with all my time (laughs) um, no i mean and and then to your point too it's like i i uh even just looking at this list it's like everything was was really good like there was Mm -hmm. there wasn't anything on my list where i'm like that was total dog shit. Like, yeah, you know, like I just no. powered through it. You know, like there really wasn't yeah, yeah. anything like that for me.
0: No, no, yeah, same, same here. I'm excited to talk about this because I feel like you and I are gonna have like a kind of a wide variety of things. Um, but yeah, so you know, before we get started, I thought we should mention, especially since we're talking about television. Um, you know, in the past couple weeks, we lost two television greats of all time. Mm. We lost Betty White uh, before, right before the new year. You know, she was about she turned one hundred. She was going to turn one hundred this past weekend. I think People
1: um, Magazine already made the prints for her like hundredth yeah. birthday cover or something like that. Yep.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They. I remember. I even saw like TikToks of people being in the movie theater because they were going to do like a hundred. Like uh, birthday celebration in like the movie theaters and stuff like that. Like they were advertising that still. Damn. Um, but yeah, I mean, first we'll start with Betty White. I mean, you know, I personally, you know, didn't watch like the Golden Girls growing up. You know, I think that's where everyone knows her from. Um, you know, I think you know, I think we were a little too young for that. But in that, you know, in that time, that was like one of the biggest shows. You know, mm-hmm. um, but I mean, her career spanned. Over the course of like seventy years, you know, Um, you know, I think I think for us, she kind of had a resurgence because you know she was doing television for a while, but she showed up in Lake Placid. Do you remember that movie? (laughs) Uh,
1: Yeah, she did. I was gonna say she did a lot of these like cameo roles, but keep coming. Yeah,
0: no, but I think um, you know Lake Placid was the movie that kind of put her kind of put her back on the spotlight a bit more where she started getting, you know, a bunch of more movie work and stuff like that. And yeah, she was just, you know, she was cameoed a lot and she was kind of like America's sweetheart for just like the longest time.
1: You She's kind of like, uh, she kind of like had like Stan Lee cameos in movies where it was just like, Hey, it's Betty white playing Betty white. And like <laughs> yeah. it was just like, it fit perfectly. So you're like, yeah, I love you. And this like, you're great. Like, uh, two weeks ago, I think, uh, Falling asleep, we put on the proposal with uh, Ryan Reynolds and mm-hmm. um,
0: oh Sandra Bullock. San- right? Sandra Bullock, yeah, and
1: Sandra Betty Bullock, White's yeah. in it as like Ryan Reynolds' grandma. <laughs> and I'm just like, God, I miss that woman. You know, like, yeah. I think it was right around when she passed away. I put that on.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah. So it's you know, it's a shame. Everyone, you know, um, was sad to hear to mm-hmm. hear that news. So. Um, you know, she did a lot of work with like animal. You know, she was an animal activist. You know, making sure, you know, shelter. I don't. I don't. I don't know too much. I've kind of learned a lot about her the past couple weeks, but um, she did. She put a lot of time in into that.
1: Isn't that kind of sad? Like you kind of like really find out about a person after they're gone.
0: Yeah. Yeah i think so i so yeah it's tough because she she wasn't like really our generation Mm -hmm. you know i think you know for so for me more on a more personal level you know so like bob saget passed away as well like that was very sudden he passed that was like a week ago right yeah it was almost like last week it's you know at the age 65 um Mm -hmm. found him in his
1: hotel room just yeah responsive yeah yeah
0: yeah. and you know it's it's he's you know he's known as like you know america's dad um you know for for me i grew up with him watching you know probably same with you like america's funniest home videos and full house yep like full like growing up full house was my favorite show as a kid like i watched that show religiously like i just loved it so much it was one of Um, those
1: shows that was kind of always on you know yeah. like yeah uh in, in my house it was kind of like a background kind of show like constantly but yeah and then america's funniest home videos is he he was the face of that dude yeah you know and like, the, well,
0: not only the face but the voice you know yeah. i think like what made it stand out so much was just like his voices for the videos And I think, you know, what kind of it just later iterations of the show just didn't work because they didn't have, you know, his voiceovers and Mm -hmm. such. Um, But yeah, he, you know, he grew up, like you said, he was in our household like all the time. Like, I feel like it, it, like weeks, you know, I feel like days didn't go by where like he wasn't on in the house, you know, just in the background or whatever.
1: And I think the, the, uh, one of the, cooler things about him was like he did these like two very like you know buttoned up kind of roles on television but then like he was like a stand up and like this outspoken raw kind of stand up guy and just like unhinged like in some you know explanation or whatever you want to call it and it was just like really funny that he like had his daytime job and then he like went into full like night job like when he would do his stand up and Mm -hmm. And then, you know, our friend has that story with Bob Saget when he went to his college. Do you remember that?
0: No, I don't remember.
1: Um, I think I think uh Jeff when he was at school, Bob Saget came to do stand up and Jeff was like in the crowd like um oh, what, yeah. what's that called? Um uh, heckling. Heckling and he was like, "I'll pay anybody to punch that guy in the face." <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh man yeah that's right he did share that (laughs) yeah yeah so you know it's 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 really sad that you know we lost uh lost bob saget because it's you know i grew up with him that's i mean i don't know what else to really
2: say and a
1: really respected guy like after he passed like so many people that like worked with him or whatever like just came out and like said like this is one of the nicest people i've ever yeah. met in my life mm-hmm. and i didn't even know like john mayer was really close with him like, oh really did You know this yeah like john no. mayer went and picked his car up from the hotel to like drive it back wherever the hell like he had to like mm. i didn't know that i mean john mayer yeah was cool with bob saget like
0: yeah everyone just says he's like this you know he was the sweetest man um you know, it was tough for him growing up because I actually knew this beforehand, but he, you know, both of his sisters passed away, one in like the 80s from like a brain aneurysm and then the other in like 90-something from, I think it's called scleroderma.
1: Um, it? Why does that sound like something that was in the show House?
0: Uh, I mean, it's something with the the skin. Uh, I forget how to spell it.
1: Sclerodisipola?
0: No, it's scleroderma. That's what it is. Scleroderma. Um, so, like, he was doing he was doing research, like not research, but he was like helping um, get funding and charity for this research company. Even, but then his sister ended up getting it, and then and passed away from it. Um, oh no! So he's put years of you know years of like work in a charity. He would put on events and stuff for to help research because there's no cure right oh, now.
1: Oh god, no and it's like oh I got to stop looking at pictures. All right. Yeah, yeah.
0: So, you know, he was he was just a stand-up guy and um, you know, just like he was on Full House, you know, just a yeah. good good dude. So it's, you know. So, um I thought this was like a proper time to kind of just bring that up
1: Mm -hmm. um good form good form little man yeah
0: it's sad so just want to you know mention that as uh before we get into our you know top 10 tv series yeah
1: on a lighter note
0: (laughs) on a lighter note (laughs) We haven't uh, turned
1: it off yet No, <laughs> yeah. The, the sad news. <laughs>
0: well, you know, I think you know, people might want to, you know, mm-hmm. hear that cuz I'm sure especially with like Bob Saget, you know, they probably grew grew up with him just like us. Oh, yeah, no, so, exactly. I, I
2: yeah, 100%. Yeah,
0: and me being the Disney nerd I am, I rewatched the Disney episodes where they went to Walt Disney World, the two episodes they went. <laughs> did they really? In, they did. In, in Full House, house? Yeah. 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 Oh. So, But, um, all right, so let's, uh, you know, why don't we kind of get into this, um, top 10 list for top 10 TV series, limited series, uh, or TV seasons of 2021. Now, this was, you know, like we were saying before, a great year for TV. I mean, I have, you know, a a long list that any one of those series could really be in the top 10, but I, you know, I kind of had to narrow it, um, narrow it down. So, um I mean for me for putting this list together I just first I just kind of had to remember what the heck I watched, you know, there's What do you mean?
1: I thought you used something called letterboxd. Where well, with, T- with
0: TV, the thing with TV though, is not all TV is on letterboxd. Like really? they really they only do if it's like a limited series, mm-hmm. they put it on there. But if if it's like a, you know, a full seat like, you know, a full television series where there's lots of seasons, they don't have it up there. So What? Yeah, Why? so it's only I don't know. They just don't have a database
1: for it, I guess.
0: Yeah. I guess they just don't do that. Yeah. So, so I had, yeah, I actually had to remember what the heck I watched. So
1: welcome (laughs) to my, every time we do these conversations, (laughs) I know, I know.
0: Yeah. So I like looking back, I was like, damn, I forgot like this show came out this, this year. So, um, yeah. So kind of how, how did you put your list together?
1: Uh, well, I definitely had to dig deep, uh, Honestly, it was very difficult to find, like, a list of 2021 series and show releases on the internet. Maybe Mm -hmm. my keywords were fucked up or something, but it seemed to only give me new released uh, things. So if, like, something was in Season 2 or Season 3 or Season 4, it wasn't, like, coming up on this one list. And then I had to, like, go through the general Google... Like, hey, these were popular shows in 2021. Like, kind of bubble list that comes up at the top. Mm-hmm. Um, But it was interesting because, like, I kind of had a, not like a wide array of shows, but definitely, like, a much lighter tone to my shows this past year. And that's probably mm. fully influenced by Nina because she doesn't want me watching all these like (laughs) post-apocalyptic depressing like (laughs) shows uh but for the better uh so i think you'll actually be pretty surprised with some of my mentions here
0: it's funny i think yeah actually i think most of mine are you know kind of on the lighter side so
1: i'm just a doom and gloom person you know that like i'm like oh it's dark for sure (laughs) (laughs) yeah
0: yeah um cool cool so yeah why don't we um i guess we could just get started you know just kind of dive into this because we definitely have a lot to talk about yeah um so eric why don't you go ahead and give your number 10 uh
1: series all right number 10 for uh my series or shows of 2021 is the witcher and i'll say the witcher season two this
2: is your home How many did you say there were? I didn't. Last I checked, we were 20. Now, maybe less.
1: Uh, this probably isn't a surprise to you, or probably <laughs> a surprise to anybody that listens. This is kind of like a really interesting combination of a show um it's like a this is like a comic book adaptation it's kind of dark and gritty
0: no it's a it's a book adaptation
1: a book adaptation okay i'm sorry book adaptation kind of dark kind of gritty henry cavill plays you know the main character Geralt of rivia i think he's like perfect in this role uh he's also a huge nerd of this like source material so he actually contributes a lot to the i think the lines and stuff in the in the show um especially for his character um i think season two really opens up the like world a bit more and i think the storytelling in this season is done much it's much easier to digest than it was in season one because this is more of like a like a linear storytelling, uh, uh, concept, I guess you would say. Um, I don't want to really give too much away for anybody that hasn't watched it, but, um, I think the standout of this season is the same as the standout in season one is Henry Cavill and, uh, Anya Sh- Shalatra, who plays Yennefer, um, and then this new girl Freya Allen who plays Siri from the first season who this like, girl or whatever that goes missing. You kind of find out mm-hmm. more about her, but I would still say that she's like a confusing part of the show for me still. Mm-hmm. Um, But all around, I think the CGI improved. I think the storytelling was easier to watch. I think every episode felt more of like a continuation of the story and that probably just played into the fact that it was telling a story from beginning to end, not like end, beginning middle end and middle beginning like yeah how, like the, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like how season 1 the first went. season yeah the first season's like all over the place it just and... jumps around and like it, it, i think they tried it they tried to do it for like dramatic effect but it didn't work for me um so uh yeah if you haven't watched season 2 of the witcher or if you haven't really don't think that it's your kind of show um give it a try because Nina's not into these kind of shows at all but she liked the like medieval period piece aspect of it, like how it's set in like an older time. And then she really liked Yennefer's story. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, who doesn't like Henry Cavill brooding?
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I'm bummed. I just, I didn't get to finish this. I watched the first episode of the second season. I thought it was great. But because I was just trying to watch movies before the end of the year, I just, mm-hmm. you know, I kind of put it like pretty much all television on like a halt um, and just been watching movies. So, But now that that's over, I've been trying to, you know, catch back up a bit. But so I got to get to The Witcher 2. I loved the first season. Um, I've read the I've, I've read the first book. Um, and you know, the, there's a lot of stuff from the first book that's in the first season. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, 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 played the Witcher three, um, the, you know, there's three games out and the people say the Witcher three video game is like one of the greatest games of all time. I can't argue with people. It is a fantastic role playing game. game. It's really good. But for me, it's I don't want to get too much into it. It's a little like just too slow for my pace, and it's like not it's it's not my kind of taste in games. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I I played a ton of it. I definitely put lots of hours into it, but I just you know it's so long and so big. Like this thing came out in 2013, and people still play it all the time. Like it's 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 wow. big. So anyway, so yeah, I'm I'm excited to uh, watch the season two for sure.
1: All right, cool. Well, uh, all right.
0: So yeah, that's on Netflix. Witcher, yeah. The Witcher.
1: The Witcher. All Talks right. Toss a coin to your Witcher.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So for my number ten, uh, this could have been you know uh, interchangeable between three different shows. Um, so difficult.
1: difficult making that number ten for sure.
0: Yeah, but you're gonna understand what I mean when I say it. Uh, Loki is my number ten.
1: Wow. Yeah,
0: yeah. This is going to be the only Marvel show that you see on this list. Um, I loved Loki, Hawkeye, and uh, WandaVision. Sorry, uh, Captain America, or what is it? Falcon and the Winter 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 Soldier. Soldier. Uh, You're just not that good. So I was just going back and forth. Before this, you know, before we started recording, I had Hawkeye there. But I was like, you know what? I liked Loki even more you know i i i Mm -hmm. I think loki deserves to be there and this show was awesome i mean it was so good seeing uh tom hiddleston come back um as as loki in his like you know prime when he's still like you know a bad dude you know he didn't go through all the change likeably bad though likeably bad (laughs) um and him just getting thrown into the you know the tva whatever that is Mm -hmm. you know i'm not going to go into spoilers here um was just like a lot of fun just to see him like out of his element and to see him just kind of like powerless and not understand what's going on. Like you're, 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 you're finding out new things through him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and man, Owen Wilson was fantastic in this show. Oh, I just, I loved his character so much. Um To me, this show has, you know, you know me, I, I'm really into movie or television scores. Like I just like, mm-hmm. On Spotify, the only thing I listen to is like scores. That's it. Um, I have like no taste in music anymore. Um, this was Loki, Loki, um, had the best score of um, any show or any movie, uh, this past year. You think um, so?
1: Really? I'm gonna have to go and listen to this. Oh now. my
0: god. It's, it's, it's honestly, it's, it's the best. The, the composer, um, was uh i'm pretty sure it's Jennifer Holt I'm trying to get the name real, uh, Natalie Holt I knew it wasn't Jennifer Natalie Holt um this just the intro was dope it's like this electronic score but then there's some there's certain moments that happen yes that's that, Eric okay. show. yeah um uh, there's certain moments that were so emotional because of the score. It's, it's fantastic. I, I absolutely love it. Can you, can you
1: <clears throat> like, to me, this is how, and you'll know exactly what I mean by this. When you sure. looked into this score, can you watch the show in your head?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah.
1: That's yeah. It, cool.
0: it, it, the score. Yeah. It, the score put like, you know, there's certain scores that I listen to where I'm just, I'm watching the movie, you know, mm-hmm. in my head. Uh, you know, the first thing I think of is the end of Rogue One where the score is happening and the, the two of them are on the beach. I just, you know, I replay that. But
1: Man of yeah, Steel, it's, like that score, I could watch that movie yeah, in my head all fucking exactly.
0: day. Exactly. Yeah. Tornado is one of my favorite tracks from that movie, you know, yeah. with, uh, you know, we, we all know the scene. But um,
1: they'll get choked up.
0: Yeah. This this show, Loki was great. You know, if I had to put any of the shows of the Marvel shows on, on this list, I, it had to be this one. I think mm-hmm. this was, you know, it's a lot of fun, a lot of great action set pieces, and um yeah, it was dope. Loved it.
1: Nice, man. I totally agree with you. Th- it, yeah. This show doesn't have <laughs> to be in a top ten list.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I I got to rewatch it. It's so tough to like rewatch anything these Mm -hmm. days, but this is the show I really do want to go back to, and probably you know because it you know it had some big questions at the end, and I think Mm -hmm. definitely before like later movies comes out where I know this is gonna be involved, like I'm gonna have to rewatch it.
1: Yeah, it's so weird. I find myself um, I find it difficult to rewatch Marvel content. Especially, like, after more comes out after it. Because, mm-hmm. like, I've watched it, and then I've watched, like, breakdown videos of, like, Easter eggs, plot points. Like, this you should look out for. This is how you should, you know, all that kind of crap. So And then it's, like, something else comes out. So to, like, go back and re-watch an older show or movie, it's it's harder to do than something like like anything else. And yeah. I don't, I don't know why that is. Maybe because it's part of a bigger universe or something, and... I'm like, well, we're here already, so like, does it doesn't really matter. Like, <laughs> you know, like um yeah. but I digress.
0: Yeah. Uh cool. So that's uh that's my number 10 uh and that is streaming on Disney Plus. That's Loki.
1: Nice. So uh, yeah. Eric, all right, what's your number 9? Yep. So my number 9 for shows of 2021 is Cobra Kai.
0: Ooh, all right.
1: Yeah, man. Are you caught up on this yet or no?
0: No, I have not watched that. Oh <laughs> my
1: God. All right. So today's lesson is simple. Catch a fish.
0: But since I know you Eagle Fangs like a little bit of competition, we're going to make it interesting. So the first to succeed will have the honor of leading class all week. And you also get to pick out what flavor Gatorade I buy next. Oh, hell yeah. Oh. Hope you all like lakes will freeze. Craig, where are the rods? I'm back in my garage.
2: Your bare hands are all you
0: use and
2: all you need. On your mark, get set,
1: go. Cobra Kai is a show that was originally on YouTube or released on YouTube. Uh, it took a couple years, and then Netflix picked it up, and then Netflix has been releasing releasing a season a year. So we're on season four, which just came out in 2021. It's still all the same cast, uh, if you're you know caught up or if you watched last season. Um, and what this is is like a modern-day continuation of the characters and their kids and this, that, and the third uh, from The Karate Kid, which was like a 1980s, like, you know, movie that made it big or something so um this show is really just on my list because it's like it's in season four it's still fun it still has the same feel to it um it's so like it's like the perfect blend of like new modern uh pop culture good storytelling like just entertaining and fun 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 man like I binged this show in a day the day it came out like it came out on December 31st like Mm -hmm. I just watched Mm -hmm. the whole fucking thing man like
0: it just came out in the nick of time for 2021
1: Yep. and it's like it's just so good to me and I'm just like fuck now I gotta wait another year to get season 5 because that's coming Mm -hmm. out (laughs) you know like so that's why it's in my top 10 because it's definitely a fun show man and if you watch if you watch those movies you should definitely watch this show
0: yeah so i've only so it's funny i watched the first karate kid in 2020 for the first time it was not it was not a movie that i like watched growing up Mm -hmm. um i just you know i just did it and uh so i never had the desire to really catch up with cobra kai but you know everyone's just saying just you know how amazing and how awesome it is so i was like you know maybe it's time for me to you know just finally watch it so you know at some point this year i'm I'm, I'm gonna get to it because you guys regard it so highly so
1: yeah i felt like uh like Ten Lasso was a show that all of you guys watched and kind of were like, you got to watch it. It's so good. It's so good. It's so good. And then like I did and I'm like, oh, okay, I get it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: Cool. Cool. Yeah. I'm going to have to check it out. So that's uh, Cobra Kai number nine on Netflix.
1: Yeah, man.
0: Yeah. So, Uh, all right. So my number nine is, uh, star Wars, the bad batch.
1: Ah, that's one I did not watch. So why haven't I heard of this squad? Experimental unit Clone Force ninety nine, the defective clones with the uh, desirable mutations. Ninety nine, eh? Huh. Nice touch. They call themselves the Bad Batch.
2: Cavalry has arrived!
0: Yeah, so Star Wars The Bad Batch. um, Now, this was an animated show uh, that takes place, you know, directly after the Clone Wars television series as well as the, you know, Star Wars Revenge of the Sith. Mm -hmm. That's where it is on, like, the Skywalker timeline. So this pretty much, you know, this show starts directly after... um, Revenge of the Sith. Um, and this show, what this is like the exact kind of show I'm looking for with like Disney owning the Star Wars universe. Like mm-hmm. I'm looking for shows that are like kind of lower scale um, that are just stories set within like, you know, the Star Wars universe. Um, and I think what I really found interesting about this show the most was that, you know, we know that you know the empire kind of took over the galaxy you know after revenge of the sith um but you don't really see how they do that and this show does a really good job of like showing the transition between like the republic to the galactic empire mm-hmm. um you know we're going i'm going full star wars nerd right now so um give it to me yeah, but you know, I'm the, I'm not really like you know spoiling anything. That's just kind of the the show. So, you know, if you don't know who the Bad Batch are, they're like a group of clones, but they're kind of like genetically different than the other clones uh, from the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and they make their appearance in the last season of uh, the Clone Wars. And that, well, for instance, so I actually caught up with the Clone Wars animated show this past year literally every season just kept getting better and better and better and better and like this the last season of the Clone Wars was phenomenal that's I think that's what made me like the bad batch even more. Um, but yeah so these guys were introduced it's just like these you know very skilled clone troopers um that all kind of have like these different like abilities and such.
1: do they still so, look like uh, Django fit?
0: No, they're like slightly different. So like okay. they're you know you kind of learn that they like they're kind of genetically altered. So that's why they're like called the bad batch because they're not like a you know a true clone. I mean they they they're clones, but yeah they're they're different. Um, but um, yeah, I mean the show is fun. There's a you know a, every. Sh- almost every episode is like you know it's kind of like a one-off sometimes there's like a, you know a, an arc over like a couple episodes you know there's fun surprises with like other characters from this the universe coming in and out okay. characters from like different shows you know Dave Filoni is one of the creators of this show um so, you know, he's got his hands on this and, like, bringing in characters from other shows and such. Oh,
1: he's a he's a, a Star Wars nerd that's in charge of Star Wars, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So, yeah, the show was just, you know, it was a lot of fun. Um, you don't need to watch, like, the Clone Wars before this. Like, you can just kind of jump into this. As long as you've watched, like, Revenge of the Sith, you kind of know what the heck is going on. But... You know, if you've watched the Clone Wars animated show or Rebels, the animated show, I think you're going to get a lot of enjoyment out of this.
1: Okay. I did yeah. not watch this one. And uh, I, I didn't really have a desire to because I didn't watch Clone Wars. I didn't watch Rebels. <clears throat> um and I didn't really watch those because I didn't really have a desire and they felt like kid shows and they kind of like the animation was weird for me you know mm-hmm. like that's kind of the one bad thing I guess for me like about me when it comes to animation if I don't like the animation style I'm yeah, like yeah, yeah. I'm like oh no I don't give a fuck yeah and what to it be is. honest
0: yeah it's the, the animation style is not my favorite um, but I think the stories and the storytelling is so good that you know, I just kind of forgive it.
1: Yeah. So I mean, no, I it's not like it. the
0: animation's bad. It's definitely, you know, I feel like it's it could be better, but yeah, it's fine. But yeah, I I love this show. I thought I thought it was great, and I think I loved, like I said, I liked it even more because I watched the Clone Wars and mm-hmm. and Rebels. So,
1: well, if I don't have to watch those shows, and you said I can just watch Revenge of the Sith and then this, then I'll give it a try. How long are the episodes? Like. 35 like, minutes
0: and no, like tw- 25 minutes. They're okay. short episodes, yeah. They're right, I
1: could power through this thing,
0: yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, nice, so that's man. uh, that's my number nine Star Wars The Bad Batch, uh, and that's on streaming on Disney Plus. So, oh wow, well, two, I did, I just did two Disney two in, in a back to back,
1: yeah. The show that's, is I think, not sponsored by Disney Plus, yeah.
0: and I think that's the I think that's the last of Disney Plus. Yeah, that is. So no no more from Disney Plus for me. But uh, Eric, so what's uh, what's your number eight?
1: Uh, so my number eight is Ted Lasso. Nice to see you, Jamie. Take a
2: seat. How you been? Uh, awesome. Yeah. Best. Pretty good. Okay. Not depressed. Hmm. That was a real roller coaster there.
0: I was tall enough to join you on that ride. Anything I can help you with?
1: Uh, so I was talking to Keeler and I was just wondering, like, what the chances were of me coming back to play for Richmond? I don't know, Jamie. You burned a lot of bridges over there. Look, Coach, I
0: need Richmond.
1: And Richmond needs you. Thank you, mate. Cheers. Uh, actually, mate, um, do you be a darling and ask those lads at the end of the bar to stop staring at me, please? Oi! You're three! So- oh, yeah, of course, Sorry.
2: mate! <laughs> wow, all oh, people are so wise. All
0: right, all right.
1: Yeah, uh, so that's streaming on Apple TV+. Plus. Season 2 came out. Um, I don't want to spoil anything, so I'll just kind of say, like this show just makes me happy. Um, and like, just kind of like this show, like just touches you in like us in like a way that is so mm-hmm. like warm. And it doesn't, it, it, it's like, it just doesn't let you down ever. Mm-hmm. You know, even when like you're hurting for like characters or whatever, you're still just like, Oh, well, you know, everything's going to be okay because (laughs) like that's like the whole premise of the show um and there's like i don't know there's like an extreme amount of vulnerability in this show that is like really well represented um and all the acting in it is like top notch you know like jason sudeikis is fucking awesome in this like role and the fact of like how this whole show exists in the first place is just (laughs) a testament to how well he plays this character Mm -hmm. um and then you know like i said just before all of us have watched this and like i was one of the last to watch it and um i'm just really happy i got into it because this is like a when this comes out it's like oh good get my little you know, jolt of happiness from this show. <laughs> <laughs> so uh what's this number eight? This is number eight. Number yeah. eight. Ted Lasso, uh season two, I'll say, and then streaming on Apple T V plus.
0: Yeah, I I love Ted Lasso. Um I thought the first season was better than the second, but I still really enjoyed The second season. Yeah, it's just one of those shows that just make you happy. It makes you feel good. Um, You know, we definitely need more shows like this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cool. Yeah, Ted Lasso. Good, great choice. Season two. Um, All right, Matt.
1: Give us your your number eight, man.
0: All right. So my number eight is only murders in the building.
1: Do you want me to leave? No, I I want to solve this murder, so catch me up. All right. Sting is on the run. I heard from Ursula, he has moved his rainforest tour up and is leaving in two days. Suspicious. Also, he's renovating his apartment when he's gone because apparently he wants a fresh start. I bet he does, right? Anyway, Mabel has plans in the afternoon, so that only leaves tomorrow morning.
0: And, you know, at 20 minutes a pound. So we're gonna bring Sting a morning
1: turkey? I know, it's weird. But I figure if we also brought coffee, uh, this is that Hulu show, right? Yeah, it is,
0: it is yeah. on Hulu. It's got Steve Martin, uh, Martin Short, and Selena Gomez in it. And you know, this is just a super fun mystery uh, show. You know, there's there's good comedy in it. I personally have I'm not really like a big fan of Steve Martin and Martin Short. Like, mm-hmm. I don't really care so much for their comedy. So I was, I was, like, really hesitant going into this. But this is, like, the best work that they've done, in my opinion, in a long time. And they're just, they're so fun together because their characters are, like, very different from each other. I think they play off well. I think, you know, Selena Gomez, she does a she does a pretty good job in this. Um, but it's just a really fun show. Like, every episode, you're just you know you you just need more like you think you you think the show is going to go one way but it, it you know it doesn't it goes a completely different way um but you know the premise of the show is that you know they uh all three of them live in this like really fancy like high end apartment building and there is a murder you know that happens in the show and the what like what they decide to do is they kind of make you know a true crime podcast and they're trying to solve the murder in this building um you know somehow they all come together and they're like okay let's you know let's make a true crime podcast um so you know i'm really into true crime podcasts um and you know i've listened to my fair share so it's just like a you know it's funny just seeing them you know try to create this and do all like the popular themes of like, you know, what you see in a true crime pod podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, the show is just, you know, a lot of fun. If you just want like a fun show that's, you know, lighthearted most of the time, but also has like, you know, it's, it's, it deals with like, you know, murder and stuff like that. So there's some cool stuff in there, but, um, yeah, I, I love the show. It was, it was good. This was, you know, like a half hour, Half hour show. So it's, you know, kind of, it's very easy to digest. You don't have to spend mm-hmm. all, like a lot of time with it. So, so yeah, that's uh, that's only murders in the building at my number eight on uh, Hulu.
1: Man. Nice man. Did you I, see this or no? No, no I no, still yeah. have to get around to watching this one, but that's yeah, good, right? Is, I mean, I, if you rank it this high, then I'm definitely going to just watch it.
0: Oh yeah. This you know, this is a great show for like <laughs> you and Nina to like watch together as mm-hmm. well. So it's, right. it's great. Yeah. Love it. Um, cool. So Eric, why don't we get your number? What are we at? Seven now seven. seven.
1: Yeah. Uh, all right, cool. So my number seven for sh- 2021 shows is invincible, which is all right. Uh streaming on Amazon prime video. It's an animated show. Um and this is a comic adaptation. I mean I guess like the first thing I would say about this show is that it's just brutal and bloody and uh kind of raw in a mm-hmm. way. Um but at the same time like extremely entertaining like it's like out the gate thrill. Like, like you're just kind of like, I mean, you've, you've watched it, right? So please don't. I didn't finish it, but I
0: watched the first few episodes. Yeah. I don't know why I never went back and finished
1: it. And I, I didn't. So, so season, so episode one, you're just like, at the end of that, you're like, what the fuck is going (laughs) on? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, and then as the show like goes on, it just like, that can of worms just gets opened. And then, um, you know, Stephen Yuen, right? Is that how you say his last name? Yun? Yun? I think so.
2: Stephen uh, Yun, I think.
1: Yun, who is from Walking Dead, Walking Dead, is Mark Grayson, who is Invincible. J.K. Simmons is Nolan Grayson. It's like that character was drawn for him almost. Yeah. Um, and then Sandra O oh from Grey's Anatomy is. Debbie Grayson, the, you know, uh, Nolan's husband and shit. And it kind of, like, the show is, like, following this family and kind of, like, you know, Nolan is essentially, like, Superman. He's Omni-Man. And, you know, there's, like, this is, like, a superhero type of show and world and things like that. And Mark voiced by Steven Yeun is kind of his son and is coming into his powers so it's like this really interesting uh storytelling because it follows like father and son and wife and mother and then like everything else that goes on and kind of like the I don't even want to give any more away, but I mean, it's a cartoon, (laughs) right? But it's like the breaking down of a family and like all, all this other kind of crap. So um, this is like right up my alley. I love animated kind of like comic book adaptation shows and movies. Mm -hmm. You know, that Uh, the animation is great in this. I think it feels very like modern Saturday morning cartoons. Mm -hmm. Um, And then it's just absolutely brutal and just relentless in some moments so if you're in for a cartoon version of like the boys then you'll love this sh- this mm-hmm. show
0: <laughs> yeah I, I gotta finish it I don't have a good reason why I stopped because I was enjoying it mm-hmm. um, yeah I just gotta watch it I don't know what it is but I think it's just like I just don't want to watch anything on Prime Video really <laughs> <I don't>,
1: dude <laughs> trying to navigate Amazon Prime is like
0: yeah, they it's just like try really to read
1: hieroglyphics. Out. It's fucking yeah. horrible. And if they yeah. fixed it, if they just like change their format to like how Hulu is, it would be better. Or like yeah. Netflix. Like I don't know. Like Netflix. They all. Yeah. Like, I I just don't get like what is Bezos doing? Like come I on. Don't I don't know.
0: I don't know. I actually do like the the X ray feature. That's like the one thing I like about it.
1: What the fuck is that? What is the X ray feature?
0: Well, if you like pause it, it'll like show like which actors are like in the scene. Oh yeah, get, like, I like that. That's cool. Yeah. I like kinda like that. So Is
1: that what that's called? X-ray feature? I
0: think it's called X-ray, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I think so.
1: Today years old.
0: Today years old. Cool. So that is um
1: Invincible. What was it?
0: Invincible.
1: On Prime Video.
0: Uh cool. So that was number seven, right? So all yep. right. So my um my number seven uh, is a show that I was on HBO Max this past year. It was the first season coming back for a second one soon. It's called Hacks.
1: Oh, I didn't watch this one either. Fuck.
0: Yeah, it stars Gene Smart and Hannah Einbinder. Um, now, this show was fantastic. It's a, it's a, you know, comedy drama, uh, and it explores this like relationship between you know, this comedian who's had a, a long career. She's, you know, she has a residency in Las Vegas. So she, you know, she's rich, makes tons of money. Um, and then, you know, she kind of, you know, tries to work with this 20, you know, 20 something year old like kind of outcast writer from Hollywood. She, you know, she made like a, a you know, i well, will keep the surprise, but um, it's in the first season or first episode. But, you know, so they kind of come together, these two, you know, totally different people. And, you know, the worlds are kind of blending together and, you know, they're both learning from each other. Uh, kind of like how I was talking about Palmer last week. You know, these two people come together, but they have like a lot to learn from each other. Um, and, the, you know, this the show is just so funny. Um, it's very smart. Uh, it's, you know, it's just fun. You know, I don't, I don't, there, there's nothing like, uh, there's nothing like create, like there wasn't, there isn't like a lot to say about this show mm-hmm. just cause it's, it's like, you know, you watch it, it's very entertaining. Uh, and you know, that's kind of the, that's, that's it. You know, that's what this, this show kind of is, is just, you go in, you watch it, have fun for like 30 minutes. Uh, it's light. And it's great. I mean, Gene Smart, you know, she's been kind of like making a comeback. Like HBO was like all in on Gene Smart. Um like this year she was also in Mayor of East Town. Yeah. Um she she was in that. She was in uh, I think this movie like Super Intelligence that was on um on uh HBO. Uh she was in Watchmen. Remember? She played the old Silk Spectre in Watchmen. Yeah, dude, she was she fantastic was in that. In that. Yeah, so she's, like, kind of making this, like, you know, kind of, I don't know if it's really a comeback, but she's just starring in so much. Um, and yeah, and then newcomer Hannah Einbinder, who's, like, a comedian, uh, she was excellent in it. I really liked her. So, yeah, just great show. Hacks. Check it out. It's
1: awesome. Check it out. It's awesome. Check it out. It's awesome. Yeah, another one I got to watch. Yep, yep. You were on one. me about watching that one, too.
0: Yeah, it's all right, you know. There's, there's other stuff. So Jesus. cool. So that uh, so yeah, hacks on HBO Max. That is my number seven. Good number uh, seven, man. Oh man, I have I have a lot of HBO Max coming
1: up. Do you, dude? Their content was was great it this was year. It was Very good this year. Surprising, I only had two uh, on my list, and now I'm kind of like, fuck, did I miss? things that i've watched <laughs> i bet all right i bet you that you're gonna say something i'm we'll like fuck yeah no that was good that Did, my the card. next
0: my next six picks four shows were on hbo max oh my god <laughs> so right. this so this so this was this was the first one so I, I have five on hbo max on my show so i'm kind of spoiling it a little bit eh, but you not
1: know, really there's so much. not really yeah there's so much Yeah. um all right so let me give my number six
0: yeah you're you're number six eh? yeah
1: so my number six top uh, uh show of 2021 is loki i'm agent mobius by the way are you taking me somewhere to kill me no that's where you just were i'm taking you someplace to talk well, I don't like to talk, but you do like to lie, which you just did. Because we both know you love to talk. Donkey, talk. How long have you been here? I don't know. It's hard to say. You know, time passes differently here in the TVA. What does that mean? You'll catch up.
2: So you're part of the TVA's courageous and dedicated
1: workforce? Yes. You were created by the Timekeepers, yep, to protect the sacred timeline. Correct. (laughs) Is that funny? The idea that your little club decides the fate of trillions of people across all of existence at the behest of three space lizards. Yes, it's funny. It's absurd.
2: I thought you didn't like to talk.
1: (sighs) And you've already talked about Loki. The only thing that I'll add to all the things that we kind of already said about loki is that um this show kind of like opened the door no pun intended to the multiverse Mm. and essentially like laid the um curiosity groundwork for the next phase of the mcu and i have to really commend like the writing and the storytelling of whoever the hell does the whole over kevin feige where he like used a villain that died in a show where he doesn't die and somehow explains why we're going into the next phase of the mcu like and does it in the coolest fucking way possible and and like this show is much more like introspective than people give it credit for um I still think the first episode of this show is like some of the best acting that Tom Hiddleston has ever mm-hmm. done. It's, yeah, he was very good. Yeah. Um, not to take away from the rest of the episodes, but like there's like a theme in the first episode that like still gives me chills when I just even think about it. Um, so uh, I'll keep it short. You know, Loki is my number six. Watch it on Disney Plus if you haven't yet. And if you haven't, uh, you're a fool.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice yeah I don't really have I already said my piece before Mm -hmm. so um cool so that was uh uh, Eric's uh, number six right Mm -hmm. yes six (laughs) all right so my my number six is White Lotus I have a zoom with China and I don't like the background in there when's the big zoom
2: one I don't like it in here either this lighting makes me look freakish You sure it's the lighting? Quinn, where have you been? I slept on the beach. Why?
0: Because of them, because they made me, and now all my shit is gone. What shit? My phone, my Nintendo, they got washed away. My iPad got soaked, it's fucking ruined. And now what the fuck am I supposed to do?
2: (laughs) I didn't tell him to sleep on the beach. It was his idea, Nicole.
0: They're lying! Yeah, as I said, it's on HBO Max. Uh, White Lotus is a show um, from Mike White. Um, he, you know, he, he kind of started as an actor, but he's, you know, been a writer in Hollywood. He wrote uh, School of Rock. He was, he, you know, he was also in School of Rock. He, you know, he, he had a show, uh, Enlightened, that people really liked. But um, you know, from what I heard, uh, I think HBO came to him and was like, "Hey, write us like a show that's you know all in one location." And he created this show. Um, so I know I definitely talked about it earlier this year, but mm-hmm. if you don't know what White Lotus, um, it's set in like you know a, a high a, a, like a high end resort uh, mm-hmm. in Hawaii. And, you know, it follows various guests in the show and, and employees over the span of the week of a week. So pretty much there's there's six episodes. Each episode takes place during an entire day. So like, you know, the each episode starts in like the morning and always like ends at night. And then the next episode kind of like the morning. So it's like, you know, it's kind of cool that way. So this show, you know, it has a huge, huge cast. Uh, Jennifer Coolish, Connie Britton, Ale- Alexandria Dario um Steve Zahn uh and you know and a bunch of like fun fun newcomers there's Sydney Sweeney in there who's also in like a euphoria um it's just great um I this show is just it's it's like kind of like a like a like a weird comedy but also like you know there's definitely drama in it um there's this one character who plays like the like I think like the the general manager he played by the actor Murray Bartlett, one of like the best characters of like any TV show this year. He's just so funny. Um, like there's, there's two characters that like really like he butts head with this other character in this show. And he's just like passive aggressive, nice about things. And it's, it's phenomenal. Um, this show is just, you know, I didn't expect it to be you know this good i think the ensemble cast just like works so well mm-hmm. um it has this like this strange score um i actually don't know who does it but it has a strange score that like just is always it's just constantly going all the time oh it's by uh, Cristobal tapia DeVere. i have no idea who that is but the I just fuck wanted, is that. i just want to give his name a shout out but um You know, he He does this crazy thing With like whatever musical Instruments for this show and Um, it's just, it's awesome Um, definitely one of my favorite Scores this year, but also, you know, one of my Favorite shows, uh, I can't Recommend this enough, uh, this Show is so much fun, definitely Recommend it, that's, uh The White Lotus on HBO Max Dope Yeah Yeah so hopefully you check it out, but, um, yeah, so that's my number six. So Eric, what is, uh, what's your number five?
1: Um, my number five for 2021 shows is mayor of East town. Oh, all right. Uh, and this is an HBO max show. So, how <laughs> um, So, this is a show where Kate Winslet plays a kind of small-town Pennsylvania detective. And her name is Mayor Sheehan. Um, And it essentially is just like a murder mystery. But there's a lot of added elements to the story that make it extremely interesting. Um I mean there's a lot of like
0: there's a lot of family drama. Like of, it's 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 yeah. like a family drama show mixed with like a murder like murder mystery that's like lingering in the background.
1: Yeah, exactly. So like that's kind of the premise of the show. Um there are some twists in this show that are just like holy fuck. Um mm-hmm. but I will say that this came out I think in early twenty twenty one. And this was one of the No those, I feel
0: like it was like the summer.
1: Or the summer? Oh I yeah, no, so. you're right. I think it was early April it showed actually. Yeah, May 30th. Oh no, 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 wait, I'm going backwards. Yeah, middle of April. So, spring. Um, this is a show that like I watched and had like an everlat and like a like a an everlasting effect on me. Like like I never like forgot about this show this year. And mm-hmm. um Kate Winslet can fucking act her ass off, man. Like she does so good. And this show is what made me watch like other Kate Winslet stuff, uh, throughout the year that like I wow. haven't seen, you know, cause I, was, cause I was like, Oh shit. Like what else has she done? Cause she could do a She's role like this.
0: She's so good. Oh well, yeah. Yeah.
1: And I ended up watching like other, you know, movies or shows that she was in. And I was like, Holy fuck. Like, yo, I, didn't see kate winslet in this view so you know to me it's like if a show does that to me you know regardless of whatever it is it's like it deserves to be in a top 10 because it forced me to branch out or it forced me to think or you know look up something or it kind of like like i look at other shows that are kind of in this genre or whatever and i like compare it to it and I'm like, mm-hmm. well, you know, it's not as good as Mare of You know? Like, so <laughs> it's kind of like one of those things. So um, definitely a really great show. Like you said before, I'll say, you know, HBO Max, just across the board, all their content that they're putting out is, like, fucking phenomenal.
0: Yeah, we were talking about that last week with just, you know, the movies. But yeah. the shows especially uh, have been so
1: good. Like, they've mastered – like, they created the, sh- the like – they, like they created like on-demand HBO, and then like they had, they have like some of the best ever shows in the history of television as like their mm-hmm. shows. So they're still fucking killing it. So if you haven't, <laughs> if you haven't seen it, definitely give it a try. Um, it's kind of a. <laughs> not a happy show so you know no this is uh don't watch this before bed you know (laughs) like
0: yeah this is a very deep dark Mm -hmm. drama yeah 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 i i had this in my top 10 and i took it out literally like right before yeah 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 i put i replaced it with the bad batch i was thinking and i was like ah i feel like I had to put the Bad Batch in just because I just, I don't know.
1: Too much HBO?
0: Like... <laughs> At the time, I didn't think about it. But yeah, that would have been another HBO show on my list.
1: So yeah. on, on my list, like I made the list and then I moved shit around. And then right before we started, uh, I added in like honorable mentions. But then like I put the streaming service next to the mm. show. And I'm honestly like even across the board. Okay. Besides like – Loki, I guess he would say. Yeah, but, yeah. You know,
0: cool. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it's Mayor of East Town. I, you know, kind of, you know, feel the same way about you, this or about this show. Like, the show is great. Kate Winslet in it, is in it and is awesome. It also stars, um, what's his name? Peter Evans. Is Peter Evans his name? Peter Blanky. Evans. Uh, no, Evans. Evan Peters. What the heck is his name?
1: evan peters there's david denman
0: no he's the guy pierce the, the no the young detective
1: um the young
0: detective you know he she he partners up with her i'm trying to get his fucking name what the hell evan, yeah evan peters he plays uh oh, Quicksilver
1: in the x-men movies why is he not listed on top cast
0: yeah, he's like he's pretty like far down there. That's why I couldn't find him.
1: What the fuck? Why they do but this, he, then, my man? He
0: plays he plays Quicksilver in the yeah um, the, yeah, the X Men series. He's in American Horror Story, but he's he's fantastic in this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just the you know great murder mystery show where just you know it, it, again it just keeps you guessing all the time of like you know setting up people of, of who you know who it might be. Um, yeah, the show's great. Love it. Really, really good choice. So almost almost on mine. So Nice. All right. So that was your
2: number
1: five. Number five. All right. All I right. Feel so like my... the... I feel like we have the same number one. Yeah, I think we did it again. I really no,
0: don't. no. I don't think so.
1: No, because okay. I'm pretty.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to say what I think, but no, I don't think we have the same number one. Okay. Yeah. Um. So, so for my number five, uh, I found this show this year. Season four premiered this year, and that is Search Party, and that is on HBO Max. Um. So Search Party is a show that started on I think TBS or TNT. Um, it really? stars yeah, it stars Shaw Shawcat, who you probably know her as um, maybe Fume K in Arrested Development. Um but she's you know she's been a lot and so it stars these like four four friends. Um so the IMDb it says Search Party is a dark comedy about four self, self-absorbed 20-somethings who become entangled in an ominous mystery when a former colleague, uh, college acquaintance suddenly disappears. So they kind of become obsessed with like at least one of them try, like, trying to find, this is in the first season, mm-hmm. um, just I'm giving you the basic premise of the show. Yeah. Um, uh, so they're trying to find this like old college acquaintance, so that's kind of how the show starts. But each season just gets like wilder and crazier. And I, I don't, I can't really talk about season four because it's, it's kind of like spoiling seasons one through three. Season four is just as good as the previous seasons. Uh, this was super fun. Um, but you know, it, it, all the characters like you would hate them in real life, and you know, they're kind of they're it's weird because like you should hate them in the show, but you also just, you really like them, but they're, they're terrible people. Like they're just all four of them are just terrible people, but they're so much fun to watch and you can't stop watching. Like
1: sounds like shameless.
0: (laughs) Yeah, kind of. Yeah. I didn't really, I didn't, I've never really watched that much of shameless, but yeah, you're kind of,
1: you're kind of right.
0: Sorry. I think take a sip of water real quick. (laughs) Um, but it's you know um, I lost my train of thought now, um, but every episode it, like ends just with like you know a cliffhanger where it's just like fuck I gotta watch another one mm-hmm. and you know these are these are easily digestible like twenty five minute episodes you know. Do you think
1: so, it's in your top ten though because you watched all four seasons at once?
0: I I would be lying if I said no, okay. like. I think it is in my top 10 because I discovered the show this year. Um, But season four was just as good as any of the other seasons. And Mm -hmm. I think the season, like if I were to really pick it out season four, which premiered this year was very good. Season five started just like two weeks ago or like a week ago. Um, And it's, it's already like, going in a crazy direction Mm -hmm. Um, are
1: you watching it are you keeping up
0: with it yeah yeah we're keeping up with it yeah i think they they launched like the first like three
1: three episodes i think
0: um but uh yeah search party The show's fucking crazy it's a you know a dark comedy uh again easily digestible um it's awesome It's great i can't i can't recommend that enough so that's search party as my number what is it five Five. it's my number five and it's on hbo max so check it out
1: surprise surprise yeah all right cool so uh i'm gonna keep us moving here so top uh number four for me for 2021 shows is (laughs) the morning show which is streaming on apple tv plus
0: um I didn't expect to see you today. I hadn't heard from you.
1: I wonder how that feels. Hmm. Look, I'm gonna stick around until you find someone new to produce you. Okay. Or until you get canceled. Whatever happens first.
0: Hey, Alex. Hi. I just want to make sure before we head out there, we're professionals, right? Of course. Great. I will see you out there.
1: Okay. Um, this is a show that I found last year, I think. Yes. I don't know. The years are meshing. Um... (laughs) yeah because i think i watched season one right before season two came out so slightly behind and then season three came out this past year and um same thing with this show like season one was great season two was phenomenal but season three i think is the best one yet um
0: wait have there been
1: three seasons already yeah pretty sure i thought there were only two seasons or is it only two what season – what am I talking about? It says season three on IMDb. Yeah, but – Is that coming out?
0: It hasn't aired No, oh, It airs fuck. 2022. Okay. Yeah, there's only two seasons. Is that true?
1: Yeah, there's oh, only two seasons. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. You're right, you're right. You're right. Okay. I don't know what the yeah, hell I'm yeah. thinking. That's how fucked up I am. So season two is, um, is very interesting. It – somewhat continues the story from season 1 but then uh introduces the you know the covid storyline into it which i think they had to um rewrite a lot of season 2 because of covid and that's kind of why they filmed it this way and i think i've mm-hmm. read that or heard that somewhere um but you know this is another kind of show where it gave me jennifer aniston and when i watched season one i was like fuck man like she can she's really good in this and it made me go and watch other stuff that jennifer aniston has done um
0: like leprechaun
1: no i don't think that was one of them Uh... (laughs) (laughs) um same thing with like everybody else in this show um billy crudup is is one of my favorite characters in this show. Cause he's oh
0: God, he's, he talks like he has such a weird accent in this show. Like the way he talks is I, interesting. The way he
1: talks is interesting. But what he says, like when he has his like mild outbursts or breakdowns where he just like, oh God, he just like goes on a little tangent and I'm just like, yeah, dude, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, but I, I don't know. Like, I feel like I, I don't want to say too, too much. But this is just a show that, you know, kind of is very current in the stories that it's in the story that it's kind of telling and the characters that it's using. I think it really does. a, I think it does a great job at, like, giving a behind the scenes look at some stuff and the people that might be behind these certain types of situations or things, or, you know, the people that you see on television every day. Um, And I just think like the acting is top notch and it's an Apple TV plus original. And I feel like they're doing a really good job at like putting out content Mm -hmm. um, and their own original content. So, you know, definitely give this the views so that they keep on, making things like this so yeah my number four the morning show
0: cool yeah so i we just you know we we started subscribing to apple tv plus this year so we finally caught up on uh the morning show um the first season i thought was really good Uh, the second season i wasn't as much into um i thought it was still i thought it was still good you know i really liked it but i just thought you know it just it just didn't kind of work it didn't work as much for me uh as it did the first season. It definitely
1: um, dragged for like one or two episodes, I guess.
0: Yeah. Like slightly,
1: yeah. but it was kind of because of what they were doing in the show, so.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was um yeah, it was fine. Yeah. Glad glad you enjoyed it though. It it is a, you know, first season is is great. I loved it. So. Mm-hmm. Um Cool. So that is your number four. So my number four, which I guarantee no one has watched, um it is called Starstruck. Oi. Yeah. What's your name? You don't know my name?
1: I know who you are.
2: Yeah, I should hope so. You're
1: the guy from the thing. Um What? Oh my oh my god!
0: How? How could you not tell me this? What do you mean? Who you are? What you do?
1: I did, actually. What do you do? I'm an actor. Oh, no, friends.
2: Mm. When do we eat cereal?
1: Why are you wearing my coat?
2: This is the worst thing that's ever happened to me.
1: Okay, I'm not sure why you're freaking out. Oh, my God. But... Oh. Oh, I can't believe I let you go down on me. Let me? You told me to. Well, you shouldn't have done it. Because... If I'd have known who you were, I would not have let that happen.
2: You didn't seem to mind last night.
1: Well, I was acting. Is, Star- is that HBO too?
0: Starstruck is on HBO. Um, it you know it came out uh, in like June of last year, I believe. Um, this show is fantastic. I oh, it, I fucking watched this show. You did. You did watch it. I did watch this show. Damn,
1: it was really good.
0: Yeah, it's so, oh, it's so good. Um, you know, so it's a, you know, half-hour comedy. Uh, it's It stars uh, Rose Matafeo and Nikesh Patel. And now Rose created the show. Uh, she, you know, one of the writers on it. She is from New Zealand. Um, so in the show, you know, she is uh, a New Zealander who lives in London, you know, kind of working some, you know, dead end jobs. Um, But then, you know, one night, I think it was like, I think it was New Year's Eve. Mm -hmm. She, you know, she kind of hooks up with a, you know, a random guy and this random guy ends up being like, a huge movie star, like huge. You know, like kind of Tom Cruise type movie star, like huge. Um <laughs> so, <the> Scientology. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. So, but you know, so they're, you know, the the show is kind of about like their relationship after that. So it's like this like kind of serendipitous weird love story mm-hmm. between them and I like love stories like that. Like you know, kind of like, you know, hopeless romantic type stuff. And just kind of seeing them together w- was great. They had like such great chemistry. Like you just want them to get together so badly, but then like something would happen and like, you know, they might not. Um, the The show is just so charming. I'm just so excited because season two is coming. I think next month I, th- I just saw uh, season two is coming back, you know, soon. Um, this is such a short show to watch. It's literally six episodes. So, like, you know, I feel like you have to watch it. It's just so short, you know.
1: It was um, very short. I think, was it six? I think it was only five.
0: No, it's uh, seven, six? one, two, three, four, five, six, six episodes. Um, oh, yeah, okay, yeah. So, uh, it's it's great. I love it. It's, it's Starstruck, uh, HBO Max. Check it out. so I can't
1: yeah i can believe i forgot that one
0: i know i know <laughs> well yeah, i knew the, there would be just, one <laughs> yeah one always one always slips uh one always slips so um all right so eric what is your number three
1: uh all right so i guarantee you would not have guessed this okay um but my number three uh, show of 2021 is dickinson
2: what are you doing up there i was waiting for you we need to talk yeah we do um, why haven't you come to see me i i i thought you were mad at me i am mad at you that's
1: why you should have come to see me sue listen It's really not fair of you to be angry at me just because I reached out to someone else about my work. It has nothing to do with you.
0: It has everything to do with me. You once told me that you wrote for me and me alone, but I guess my thoughts aren't enough for you anymore. Now that I've had a baby, my brain is worthless, I suppose. You've
1: barely had time for my poetry since you had the baby.
0: And you've barely had time for my baby since you're constantly writing your goddamn poems.
1: Oh, is, I would not have guessed that now. Which is also on Apple TV+. Um, so this was season... Oh, man, I don't even want to f- fucking get it wrong. Hang on. <laughs> yeah, season three of Dickinson. Um, This is a show that Nina loved or loves. I started watching it with her, I think... When did season yeah season one two thousand nineteen so yeah so I started watching this with her last year so or two years ago I guess twenty twenty I watched season one right before season two came out and then um and then they released season three in the same year and I think this was due to Haley Steinfeld not being able to do the show anymore
2: uh-huh.
1: um but it doesn't like affect the show at all um it's kind of funny it's like this show is like the best like blend of like a period piece with like modern sarcasm in it and like the sarcasm and shit that's said by the people not even like the main characters but like side characters that just like make comments about the situation they're in it's very like on the nose (laughs) Like, and you're just like, well, yeah, I guess, guess you're right. Like, like, it's like, and it just like calls out either the ridiculousness of the times or like the situation they're in. Um, but you know, this was one of those shows that like, I had no problem like, um, like agreeing to like watch this and it like brought me in. Haley Steinfeld is great in it all the acting is great in it. Um, and it just got me more and, more and more interested in Emily Dickinson, which then put me down a rabbit hole of like, hey, like, who the fuck is Emily Dickinson? Like, is, you know, and then like, you find out more about her and then like, you know, and you're just like, wow, it's like so strange, you know, mm-hmm. and she died really young and all this kind of crap. And
0: Spoilers, bro.
1: I mean, give me a break. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, I just really enjoyed this show. Because it was really enjoyable for me and for for us, and you know, it's kind of sad to see it be done after this season. But um, you know, if you want to watch it, definitely go on Apple TV Plus, and you can watch all three seasons.
0: Yeah, this is. I'll be honest, I'm probably never gonna watch the show.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, Mel will watch it, and then she'll. Nah, watch she it.
0: she's not into this stuff. Yeah, I feel like. I'm not. Yeah, actually, I don't know. Maybe she would be. I'm not sure. So, um, because she does. What? Yeah, I guess we were talking about that not that long ago. She did like that Bridgerton show. So,
1: oh, then she'll definitely love this.
0: Yeah, maybe, maybe.
1: If so. she liked, uh, also, if she liked Bridgerton, she she would probably uh, like The Great on Hulu. Hmm. I, I heard Catherine good things about Great. that. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy to think that this
0: was your number three dickinson like you must have really liked this season
1: uh i really liked it and to me it's number three because it's so surprising because it's so outside of like what i would like to watch
0: yeah yeah exactly Um,
1: so that's why it's so high on the list because it's like this was coming out the same time like morning show was coming out so it was like oh shit we can watch like the Morning Show, Dickinson, and then mm. I was watching Invasion on Apple mm. TV+, Plus, which I stopped watching. I heard that was not it, that good. It wasn't that good, which is, like, even more of a testament to how good the other two shows were. Yeah, yeah. Because that's a fucking alien invasion show. <laughs> and I'm yeah. like, nah, no, I can't do this, but I'll watch another episode of Dickinson. Yeah. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? So, like, that's why it's my number three, because it's fucking surprised me, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Know?
0: Yeah, for sure. Um. All right. Well, yeah. Maybe I'll check it out. We'll see. Who knows? Probably not. (laughs) Too many other things at the top of the list.
1: If you're on an airplane, (laughs) nothing Uh, else else to watch. Give it a try. Yeah.
0: All right. Cool. So that is uh, Dickinson. Apple TV Plus. Eric's number three. Um. All right. So my number three uh, is Midnight Mass. Yeah, so you know, I think I'll probably keep this kind of brief, but you know, Midnight Mass is the Netflix star. You know, uh, it' the created by Mike Flanagan. You know, phenomenal yeah. horror director these days. You know, Haunting a Blind Man or Hill House and such. Um,
1: this guy creates masterpieces. It, literally, everything you know. this guy
0: touches is gold. It's so good. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, this was like you know, set on an island. Uh, off the coast of I, don't know, I think like Massachusetts I can't remember and it's uh, yeah yes. yeah you know and there's like you know a whole small community there um, and you know something crazy is happening I really I won't really go into it but I love this show because there was such the show had such good dialogue like conversations between people that you know You just don't get bored listening to them like sometimes you know Mm -hmm. you might you watch stuff you get drift you drift off but this show is just so surprising in different ways it it, it's such a well-acted show from just like actors that you you've seen faces before but you just don't know who they are um like i i can name i could like i'm not going to go down the cast list but like you know you wouldn't know any of the their names but like Shout out to Hamish Linklater, who just put on one fucking hell of a performance as Father Paul this year. Is it
1: Hamish or Hamish?
0: I've heard it pronounced Hamish. Oh, okay. Yeah, Hamish Linklater. Um, Just, you know, just phenomenal. Um, The show is great. I think we talked about it not too long ago. Um, But, yeah, love Midnight Mass on Netflix. You got to check this one out. So Yeah awesome Um, man cool so yeah that's um that is my number three uh midnight mass on
1: netflix so eric uh give us your number two all right number two we're switching gears here um and my number two for 2021 series or shows or whatever is Q into the storm Soon, Q's theories became Trump's theories. It's going to disappear. One day, it's like a miracle, it will disappear. Trump's theories became Q's theories. We call them the Fraud and Death Administration. Someone from the community would sell bleach as a cure. Trump would sell it later.
2: Right, and then I see the disinfectant, where it knocks it out in a minute.
1: Trump would push HCQ, a drug that had no proven benefits for coronavirus.
0: Hydroxychloroquine? hydroxychloroquine. I'm taking it, hydroxychloroquine.
1: And Q would follow. It was like, after you. No, no, after you, I insist.
0: All I can tell you is, so far, I seem to be okay.
1: And when Trump turned against masks, Q agreed. And Anons followed. <laughs> it was a, It's a documentary series that was on HBO Max. And um, I'll read you the synopsis. When documentary filmmaker Colin Hoback sets out to uncover the forces behind behind QAnon his attention turns to 8chan the site where Q posts so <laughs> this documentary series if you have not watched it
0: I watched the first like four episodes we, you, we have to we have to finish it
1: you need to finish it dude I yeah. feel like everybody today that is on the internet should watch this documentary because this isn't something like Black Mirror. This isn't something like, uh, you know, eh, like I can't remember the other show that or movie that came out about like, um, oh, the Social Dilemma or whatever it's called, like documentary, whatever the fuck it's called. I
0: think it's called the Social Dilemma. Yeah.
1: So this... You know, th- this was essentially... This is like piggybacking off of the January 6th like thing that happened in D.C. Um, and it dives deep into this internet group or thing, I'll say, that it's <laughs> QAnon. Um, and like, who is Q and what, like, what it is and how it's found and how did this come about and you know what's going on kind of thing like it's it's such an interesting documentary series where i watched it twice back to back
2: like i watched
1: it fully through and then i was like mouth open the whole time like holy fucking shit and like watched it again just so i could kind of digest and interpret most of the information that I was getting. Mm-hmm. And like, I wanted to make sure I got it down. Right. Because there's like, there's a lot of characters in this kind of documentary that you just like, you have to kind of follow their lies, if you will. And it's mm-hmm. really hard to like put the piece together for a couple for a little bit, if you're not paying attention. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause it's just so baffling and just like, you're like, Oh my fucking God. Like really? <laughs> um, So, The only reason why this is number two for me is because it's one of those, like, eye-opening documentaries that, or docu-series or whatever you want to call it, that you watch. And it's kind of like, God, I hope it's not, like, 30 years from now and they're not like, you know, this came out at the time and, you know, we didn't pay attention to it like like something like that you know (laughs) like like some like post-america fucking situation that we're gonna probably find ourselves in but i digress so Mm -hmm. uh my number two is a very important docuseries that everybody should watch on hbo max called q into the storm
0: nice nice yeah i um we started watching this around the holidays um because my sister-in-law had just started watching it so we kind of like rewatched the first episode with her and then like you know watched I think we watched like there's like 6 episodes right how many episodes uh, are there I think there's Yeah, I think we watched like the first four. So, you know, we only have a couple left. So I think that's, you know, definitely something we just have to dive back into. Um, Because it was definitely, it was super interesting, you know, kind of learning, you know, because I'm a big Reddit user. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Reddit is like the mainstream uh, website for like 4chan and then especially 8chan um. So, but I don't. I never like. like I didn't know eight chan was a thing. Like I knew four chan was a thing.
1: I don't know what any of these chans are, and I can't even understand how to use fucking Reddit, dude. So, oh uh, well. I, yeah, I Reddit shit, about
0: shit. Yeah, it honestly took me like it didn't take me too long to get to Reddit. But once you're like, it's my most used app. Like I'm on. Well, maybe Instagram is now, but like Reddit is like my one or two most used app because. I'm just, I'm on Reddit all the time. I get a lot of information from there and, and such. So, um, but yeah, so this is a interesting doc that I, yeah, I'm definitely gonna have to finish. So yes. cool. So that was Eric's number two. Um, so Give
1: us your number two, Matt. Uh,
0: so my number two, I almost had at number one. Um, and this was my favorite show f- up until like, you know, uh, uh, like a couple months ago, um, it's also a docu series on HBO Max. <laughs> <laughs> Coincidentally, Fuck, did um, I watch
1: this one too? And I forgot about it. <laughs> no, I don't.
0: I don't think you did. I was I was trying to get a lot of people to watch this, but my number two is 100 Foot Wave. Fear is something we choose. Fear is when we're not in the moment. For the big waves. The only thing that exists is right now. The 100-foot wave is the holy grail. It's the ultimate quest. Even though Mount Everest had been climbed, the 100-foot wave has never been ridden. I've been surfing my whole life, just looking for bigger and bigger and bigger. He's inspired a whole new generation to want to go
1: ride these giant waves. It's scary. Fix that Those waves were a place of death. When the 100-foot day comes, I'm ready. Oh, yeah, no, I tried to watch this, and I I, I was bored.
0: What? How yeah. are you bored by this? Because
1: oh. I just got done watching the one where the guy climbs, like... Uh,
0: 14 the... peaks or whatever? Yeah, 14 <laughs> peaks, and I'm like...
2: <laughs>
1: fucking who cares about a wave Uh,
2: (laughs) this guy's crazy
0: (laughs) uh, okay yeah i I, I guess i can kind of see that Uh.
2: um
0: but yeah 100 foot wave is a is a documentary on hbo max um and i you know i was just this was like one of the first times where i heard about it just by looking on hbo max's um app like Usually anytime Mm -hmm. I like know about something, I go in and watch it, but this is the first time I'm in the app and I'm like, Oh, what is this? Um, so what the show is about, it follows, um, you know, a, a, like a, a big wave surfer called Garrett McNamara. You know, this guy's been a legend. He's been surfing for so long, doing big wave surfing. Um, and he's always been on the hunt for big waves. Um, and then finally there's a guy that like wrote him a letter and was like, Hey, I think we have like the biggest waves in like the world. Like, I'm pretty sure we have like the biggest waves. Um, so like Garrett, like went out there in like 2013 or 14 or whatever it was. Um, and he's like, yeah, I think these are like, you know, these are the biggest, um, So this is in Nazare, Portugal. And, you know, what makes this even tougher is like, you know, waves are, you know, for the most part, can be pretty predictable. Like on shorelines, say like a a pipeline um, in uh, Hawaii or Mavericks in California, um, you know, they're always going to break like the same way, you know, because Mm -hmm. of how the shoreline is created. Um, But with Nazare, Portugal how the short like they explain the show and I can't remember, but how the waves break, they're so, um, sporadic and you, you like, you'll never know how or kind of like exactly they're going to break. So they're just all over the place. What so makes it like super dangerous. And because of this, it's what creates, like makes these waves like the biggest in the world. So mm-hmm. for me, like I, 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 I talked about this earlier like in the year I like as a, when I was younger like in high school I had such a big fascination for big wave surfing the first DVD or, or I ever bought on Amazon in 2005 was the Billabong Odyssey because there's just no way to watch it it's a documentary about big wave surfing you know um i found this documentary just so fascinating to watch just seeing these guys go out there surfing these big ass waves the cinematography is just gorgeous um it's you know it's a thrill ride um the one thing i will say that's lacking i feel like it uh, towards the end of the series it loses a little bit of steam um but the you know the for for the most part this series is just like phenomenal. I I can't wait to rewatch it at some point, just because I just I loved it so much. Um, but yeah, that's uh, you know that's the hundred foot wave on um, on HBO Max. So yeah, so sorry you you didn't get into it, but I I love so it. So I gave so.
1: it I think two episodes and then I uh, and then I stopped. But uh, okay, um, I think the most. Like the like, just from the two episodes I watched, I think it was in the first episode. They were like, "Yeah, like there's no real wave. There's no real way that they can measure a wave." Like the yeah. when they were going over this, like on the screen, they're like, uh-huh. "Yeah, you know, like they know that this peak of this like mountain right here is like ten feet, and then you know they kind of like and he's like putting his fingers to the fucking screen.
0: Well, they yeah, they like, take the height of like the person and then just stack them yeah. on top of each other.
1: <laughs> and I'm just like. Oh my god, we have like the James Webb telescope in space and we can't measure waves. The waves. <laughs> I'm just like the fuck. Yeah. Oh uh, man, but uh no, I'm definitely going to go back and I'll I'll try to finish this one up. This is uh I'm making a list.
0: Yeah. There there's a lot of interesting like I I don't want to call them characters because they're real real people but mm-hmm. there's this other surfer andrew cotton from england and he's just like my favorite because he's just like you know he's just like a plumber in real life and you know he's trying to make like a legit career out of you know surfing and just seeing kind of his journey along with this as well was was fascinating but um yeah, anyway, so I'll, I'll stop talking about 100 Foot Wave. Please check it out. Um, I think there is going to be like a second season as far as um, I've heard. Nice. Um, yeah, so check it out on HBO Max. So, Surf's and, up, dude. Yeah, and that's it for my HBO Max stuff, so that's it. Thank God. I know so all right Eric before we get to our number ones um I actually forgot to kind of track the like the back half of your list as well as well I have mine written down but yours so why don't you go for, from number 10 go down to number two?
1: Oh yeah sure no problem uh so number 10 I had the witcher number nine I had cobra kai number eight I had Ted Lasso number seven. I had invincible number six. I had Loki number five. I had mayor of East town number four. I had the morning show number three. I had Dickinson and number two. I had Q into the storm.
0: Cool. So for me, my number 10 was Loki uh, number nine was Bad Batch. Number eight was Only Murders in the Building. Number seven was Hacks. Number six was White Lotus. Number five was Search Party season four. Number four was Sir. Uh, sir, sir. Uh, number four was Starstruck. Number three was Midnight Mass. Number two was One Hundred Foot Wave so eric uh what was your number one tv show or season this past year
1: uh so for my number one for 2021 is midnight mass
2: i brought you out here so i'd have nowhere to go i'm not as strong as you i never was What do I want? I want you to take this boat and row to the mainland and leave this place and never look back. But I knew you wouldn't do that.
1: I knew you wouldn't believe any of this unless you saw. Which was your number three. Yes. Uh, Which is why if there was video on these podcasts you would have saw it, but i flipped you off when <laughs> you said it for your number 3 <laughs> yeah i had
0: so i had um i had a feeling um that because you you mentioned earlier in the podcast that we probably had the same number ones and I was like no nah, I don't think we do, and then like as I got to number three and I was like oh, I think this is his number one so that's mm-hmm. why I you know that's why I kept it kind of brief I wanted you to you know since this was your number one I wanted to kind of let you talk about it a bit more so. yeah
1: and if anybody didn't notice I didn't even answer I was just like all right yeah, yeah. moving on <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> yeah yeah. Yeah. (laughs) for all you paying attention you're like wow eric has nothing to say yeah and i didn't even Um, i
0: and i didn't even prompt you to talk about it be like eric what are your what are your thoughts so yeah i had a feeling stumbled (laughs) yeah so eric Um, uh, why why was midnight mass your number one
1: so midnight mass is my number one Uh, one because i love god that sounds so fucked up and i'm sorry for people that are religious but i love watching shows or movies that like break down religion in like whatever way they do, whether they kind of show the bad side of it. uh, They show a different perspective on it, or they just actually honestly like represent it in a great way, you know? Um, And this show does exactly like that. Um, You know, like you said before, this is made by the guy who did Bly Manor, who did, um, Uh, haunting on hill house and this whole show is just eerie you know um you always have this like unsettling feeling about this show from the first episode Mm -hmm. uh and then when you know hamish his character father father paul shows up um (laughs) i just like didn't ever feel right about him and i didn't feel right about the other the other woman too uh bev keen like that chick the redhead chick who Mm -hmm. was like uh the teacher or whatever like um i just didn't ever feel right about her yeah but this whole like town and how it's like set up and and then like how we kind of find ourselves coming back to this town uh played by zach gilford riley flynn like comes back as he gets into you know, drunk driving accident goes to jail and then comes home and to his parents, who essentially live in this like desolate place that's secluded and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. And um, it's just very strange. And I just love the storytelling in this, and I think it's done in such a it's it's done in such like a cool way. And, um, like, you know, I don't want to give too much away about this, but it's just, <laughs> I'll tell you this. I watched this on a plane on my <laughs> phone and then came home and was like, cause I think you yelled at me before for watching something on my phone. It might've been this when we were, had it, when we had a podcast. I think so. Yeah. I so then I went I back and really mad. Yeah, and I went back and watched it on TV. So I was like, fine, fuck you. Like, I'll watch it on TV. (laughs) So uh, I did. And even the second time through on this show, it was still, like, so good. Because, like you said, the dialogue is great. And Mm -hmm. the dialogue is so telling to the story and, like, where it's going. Um, It almost, like, shows its hand without kind of screaming about it. Um, And it's it's just so good. So well, it's just really well done show. And yeah, I'm just waiting for the next thing that, you know, Mike Flanagan puts out.
0: Yeah. I'm sure IMDb maybe says, you know, what that is. Um, mm.
1: but that's a good point. Yeah. I want... Click on his name. <laughs> yeah. I'm to look it up real quick.
0: Uh, Ooh, the midnight club and the fall of the house of usher.
1: Is that like Ursher?
0: Ursher, um, I don't know. It's got a great cast, though. Damn.
1: It is uh... a
0: lot of returning casts from Midnight Man. Mark Hamill's in it. Yeah. Mark
1: Hamill. Ooh, Carlo G- uh, Gugino. Gugino.
0: Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I don't have much else to say, but this was this was such a good show. Um, you know, you, you kind of think like one person's like the main character, but he's he's kind of not. And, you know, it's like the entire town's like the main character, you know? Yes. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's what I love about it. Henry Thomas gives a, like a really good performance. Um, yeah, everyone is good. This is top tier show on Netflix. And, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like a lot of people, you know, go into his shows expecting like, well, especially after like Hill House, like that had a decent amount of horror, but like Bly Manor was like a romantic horror
2: movie. I feel, uh, like, show. I,
1: I feel like people weren't as pleased with Bly Manor because it followed uh, Hill House.
2: Mm-hmm. But
1: I feel like if you had any like, uh, all right, like about Bly Manor, then you watch this. You're like, oh, no. Okay. Yep. No, yeah, yeah. Like this, you this is on par with Bly- with uh, Hill House. Mm-hmm. If you ask me, I, yeah. I got to rewatch that show. That shit gave me nightmares, man. Not, <laughs> a lot of, not a lot of horror. gives me nightmares, but that shit like kept me up. Yeah. When I yeah. watched it. Yeah.
0: But cool, man. All great, right. Great choice. Great choice. So, all right. So Eric's number two was midnight mass on Netflix. So for my number one, I talked about it pretty recently, but it is arcane.
1: What are we doing here? See that gutter running along the canal? That's where Clagger got his foot stuck running from enforcers. They thought it was funny, so they left him there. He was out all night before we found him. That sign? You see it? Huh? Milo tripped over his own paint bucket and nearly fell off trying to draw a giant middle finger. His ass made that splotch. (laughs) And that? When I was a kid, some guy took my favorite toy and threw it up there. I used to come out here at night and stare at it. Hoping maybe the wind or a bird might knock it down. We've all had bad days.
2: But we learn. And we stick together.
1: Oh, this made it to your number one. I didn't finish this one either.
0: Uh, this This is my number one show. Everything about this show is just amazing. Um... This I love the animation for the show like Arcane. If you don't know, like if, if you don't remember what what I you know kind of talked about a few weeks ago, now Arcane is based on a video game League of Legends. Um, it's set in a utopian city where like the oppressed live underground, uh, and then you know all the the rich live like above. So it's you know the main story is about these two sisters and like their relationship. Um, And then, you know, the story also follows like this inventor who, you know, creates this, you know, this kind of thing. Called, I think it's called Arcane, if I, if I remember. Um, but then, you know, he, he tries to do good by the city and, and such. But so the show does this really good balancing act of like all these different characters um, in it and, you know, how they all kind of connect to each other. But, you know, the show, the character development on this show is just so freaking good. They do such a great job with it. Um, I st- still, you know, I didn't say what episode, but I'm going to now, now that it's been a few weeks. Episode three is, to me, one of the best television episodes of all time, in my opinion. Um like kind of how they built up the first three episodes in that show it was so damn good. And by the end of it, um, it's just like, you know, fantastic. And every single episode like is just, I don't understand how every episode is just so good. There's no dull moment here. Um, the, the action in this show is insane. Like, how they use the animation with the action it's so inventive and stuff that you just haven't seen before um and uh it's just you know gorgeous the score is great you know the voice acting is fantastic um man i don't know everything uh, there was just one there was there was there was nothing not to like about this show. Like everything I just absolutely loved. And that's why I had to place this above a 100 foot wave, just because mm-hmm. like kind of what I told you with that show is like, I felt like it kind of just, you know, there was more to be desired by the end of that. But by the end of this show, like you're just like, fuck it. The, the last episode has a 9.7 on IMDb, which is so high episode three also has a 9.7 so that like that's insanely high score for you know for a show um it's it's great i cannot recommend this enough i know eric you kind of talked about how you weren't really into the animation i believe
1: uh Um, not really but i'll i'll preface it this way like i watched the first episode while i was like kind of on the on the cycle like like the bike mm -hmm. um so it could have just been I was like off that day and not wanting to be on the bike so it's probably why. <laughs> I wasn't really trying to watch it. Um but I'm going to give it another shot because um, I can see what you mean just by the first I think I watched the first two episodes like the storytelling was good and they were like kind of giving you a sense of the characters already. Um So I'll, I'll I'll definitely give it a give it a shot. Yeah. and finish it out. Before yeah. the first, before the hundred foot wave, I'll watch this. Uh,
0: yeah, I would. I would rather you watch. You know this show. I think it's just, uh, it's great. I, I, th- I you know, I'm, I'm using the same adjective or you know whatever over and over. But, um, yeah. So that's that's arcane. Check it out. Is on Netflix. It is. Uh, I think like nine episodes because I think mm-hmm. they released, uh, like three at a time. Yeah, nine episodes. They released three at a time. When like, like I wasn't, this wasn't on my radar, but radar at all. (laughs) But people kept talking about it, Um, and I was like, all right, I just got to check this out. And it lived up to the hype. I was like, damn, okay, this show, this show's fucking good. So, but um, but yeah, so that's um, that's our top ten list. I had Arcane at number one. Eric had um. Midnight Mass and number one, both Netflix shows. So look at that. We had look lots of HBO Max shows, but Netflix still on top, still on top.
1: Yeah. Well, they better be there fucking up in their monthly price again. Those bastards.
0: Yeah. But they're con, you know, what? I don't care because their content's just, it's just great. You know, I get a ton of value out of it. Like think about how many mm. hours you watch on Netflix. <laughs> You know, I know. It's, it's just it's I just so.
1: think back of like a couple of years ago I was like, "Oh, I was paying 9 bucks, now I'm paying like 17 bucks."
0: Yeah, it's just it's you know how it works, so. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. So, why don't we, you know, quickly before we get out of here, you know, I won't go into any like special of the questions, but why don't why don't you go give some of your like honorable mentions?
1: Um, so another show that really surprised me and this was a Disney Plus show, Uh, a show that Nina and I watched and it stars John Stamos. Make it quick though, not too long. All right, not long (laughs) at all, dude. Just practicing (laughs) the list. Bastard. Uh, It stars John Stamos, which ties back to Bob Saget and stuff on Full House. Uh, It's a show called The Big Shot and John Stamos is essentially like a NCAA basketball coach who's well-known... And kind of has a breakdown and then has to go and coach at a all-girls private school in California. And it's just like a really good kind of family, uh, uh, dad and daughter kind of, you know, realization show. Um, It almost made my top 10, surprisingly.
2: Mm, Okay.
1: um, Just because of, like, it's like a show that surprised me. I'm like, fuck, I like this shit. Like, I'm getting soft. Um, And then... You know, the obvious ones, Hawkeye, Falcon, Winter Soldier, What If, Clickbait with uh, What's-His-Face from Entourage. Yeah, Adrian Grenier.
0: Yeah, we yeah. actually, yeah, I don't think we ended up ever talking about that show. But we, we watched it, too, and, you know, I thought it was pretty good. I liked it.
1: I thought it was pretty good. Um, mm. Yeah, I don't know. It kind of felt like one of those, like, modern-day, like, oh, like, on-the-internet kidnap kind of shows which yeah, is exactly yeah. what it is but it felt yeah. like like kind of like a fear.com or whatever that uh, uh, whatever the, those movies were but yeah, uh, I thought it was good I haven't seen him in something in a while so it was nice to see him act again um,
0: yeah he's been doing a lot of like I think uh, like char- not char- like uh, he does stuff with like sea animals like I think he tries to like make sure you know people don't kill whales or something so
1: well that's admirable so yeah, yeah those are like my honorable mentions
0: Cool. Um, yeah, I had a lot of the Marvel shows as well. I liked all of them, but I put Loki in the top 10. Um, you know, Ted Lasso Season 2 was up there. Liked it, but I just liked all those other seasons more than Season 2. Um, Squid Game. I don't think we've ever really talked about Squid Game that much yep. on the show. Yep. Um, you know, that, that came out of no... Ma- like, I think that was like the biggest phenomenon in the world this, this past year.
1: And then a new show came out. Of those same creators I think called uh, Hellbound or something.
0: Oh, I heard of Hellbound. I don't is it the same people? I'm not I sure. I
1: th- think so. I think it's another Korean like show.
0: Yeah, I believe um, so.
1: Yeah. So and that's kinda of why I watched it. I wanted to support uh that and mm-hmm. uh, it turned out really good. Fucking another crazy ass show. Dude. Yeah, I
0: got I wanna check that one out, yeah. Yeah, so there's Squid Game. Yeah, Mayor of East Town. Uh, I had that in my top 10, but I told you I took that out. Um, mm. Now, this was a show I haven't heard anyone talk about. Uh, brand new Cherry Flavor. Uh, it's a Netflix Never show. Heard of it. This show is like, it's great, but it's weird. Like, this is just like a weird show. It's kind of about like like a, a witch in Hollywood in like the early 90s. Yeah. Um, you know, this girl, this, it's like a, this girl is a young director. Like she's trying to make it in Hollywood and she kind of like goes to a witch for help. Like this has some really gross body horror in it, like Ugh. some gross stuff here and there. Um, but it's, you know, it's fascinating. It's great. I uh, really like that one. So shout out to brand new cherry flavor. Um, the last one I want to mention is, you know, there was a documentary on Hulu this year about nine 11 um, called nine mm-hmm. eleven a day in America, Man, this was a powerful docuseries, um, you know, left me in tears at some point. Um, You know, I I don't know if I would recommend to, like, watch it, like, now. I would wait till, like, you know, maybe next year when 9-11 comes around, when, you you know, it's kind of in the moment. Um, But, um, yeah, that was, you know, a very, that was probably the most powerful documentary that I've watched uh, this year. So, yeah. yeah, those are, those are my honorable mentions. So, nice. but all right, Eric, well, that's, uh, we did it. We did the top 10 lists two weeks in a row. You know, that's it takes a lot of, out of us. So. It's a lot,
1: man. It's a lot yeah. to do.
0: Yeah. So we'll, um, you know, we'll be back hopefully. Um, I think, I think we'll, yeah, we'll do an episode next week, but then I th- we're, we're both closing on a house. Soon. I know,
1: so yeah, let's play it by ear. Yeah, I think that? we'll. I
0: think we're not going to do uh, episodes for you know for a bit. A so we're both bit. we're both getting ready to do do a move. So yeah, <laughs>
1: life is happening, people. So we'll be back. Yeah, we'll be, we'll back. be back. Good so. things are happening.
2: Yeah,
0: and you know, just the tease. I think you know, you know I'm just going to talk about it to put it out there. But we might be doing video soon. So
1: you'll see all my. F- Fucking facial expressions and nonsense. Yeah, yeah, We'll we'll
0: put up like we'll put up the su- the fun sound bites on TikTok so we'll get famous.
1: So yeah, and whatever. I won't have a boiler or a furnace behind <laughs> you. I won't have a huge pipe behind you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, I love um, doing that with work. I like call in and they're and they're like, "What is behind you?" I was like, "Oh, I'm just I'm just kidnapped them and somebody's been." <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> um all right well this you know 2020 was you know a great year for movies well for the most part with movies but tv was phew, phenomenal year for tv yep. yeah H- hbo max i didn't realize how many bangers you put out this year oh <laughs> they're gonna
1: put out more yeah yeah I'm just killing it
0: but um all right well let's get out of here uh until next time bud we'll uh we'll chat soon
1: yeah man take care
0: all right